Welcome to episode 86 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 86 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How are you going, mate? Very good. Yourself? Oh, bloody brilliant. That's the story. Do you know what we forgot to do last week, John? We forgot to share the love with our sponsors at the start more, of the show. More frequently than we... Yeah. Than we yeah. So, Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by... Athlinks.com For all your social networking and endurance athletes' needs. Coffeesofhawaii.com for all your Christmas present needs. See how I did there? Mm, nice. Did there? Yeah. 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 And trybuys.com for all your own. That's actually where you tell your partners to look. Yes. For your Christmas present. See what I did there? Because mm. it's that time of year, isn't it? Tying it in. Have you started your Christmas shopping? No, we've actually got a secret Santa thing um, with our family going this year. Oh. And I've lost who I'm supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> that's sensational. Oh, that's, oh right. that's beautiful. Anyway, in this week's show, we've got a bit of news. We've got an age grouper of the week. We're kind of doing two age groupers. We're going to have a special one at the end. We've got a high five on... Just five general nutrition tips with a bit of a twist this week because... We'll come to that. Because John's left the dark side and come back to the Jedi side. <laughs> we've got website of the week. Coach's Corner is also on. It was what we were going to cover last week, which was... Um, it was drafting, how, how to maintain your drafting rules. How, how to understand You've obviously done your P's, mate. I have. Oh, jeepers, creepers. We've got one question at the end as well. So anyway, this week it's uh, not much Ironman news, but it's one of the exciting times of the year for us Ironman talk listeners, and uh, that is Decaman. Decaman is done and dusted for another year. Um, we mentioned it last week, uh, but it's now all over. If you go to what's it, multisport.com.mx, you can basically <laughs> see all the details on there. Um, it's got the start list, uh, if you click onto that page there. It yep. didn't have a lot of people. They had in the decathlon. They had deca- Although it's an international field, isn't it? <laughs> it is. We'll give them all a bit of, uh, bit of a mention. Arthur Pickrun from the UK. Guy De- Rossi. Guy Rossi from France. Oh, Vincentino Cataloni. Oh, you missed, sorry. Uh, Thomas Stoltz, uh, that's from... That's Italy, isn't it? Oh, that one there, that's like Mexico or something, isn't it? No, it's similar, but I'm not quite sure what country. Venezio Catalano, that could be the Holland flag, maybe. Michael Gartner from Germany. Kim Greisner from Denmark. Michael Roberts from USA. Sergio Cordiaro from Brazil. Brazil. And then a couple of Mexicans, Alfredo Monez and Silvia Andori. So it's pretty interesting that there's so many international, like... Wow, there's not many decathons on, so... Yeah. To, uh, so I guess... that one and um, the TriTalk team are trying to put one yep. together, aren't they? Yeah, but, but this one is, they do an Ironman each day, yep. so there's a couple of different ones. There's a couple of people also doing a quin- quintuplet Ironman as yeah. well. Yeah, who cares about that? It's weird. But uh, if you actually, if you go back to that one there, yep. it's got... Ironman per day results. Okay, here we go. Ironman per day results. Here we go. So we can sort of see how the how the things sort of unfolded, and it was there was only how many how many finished the whole thing. One, two, three, four, five, four. Yeah, so so not not a great deal, but the winner was Sergio Cordella from Brazil. Day one, he opened up with an 11, 11 hour thirty six Ironman, and then he's he pretty consistent over the next four or five days, or the next kind of six days, wasn't he? Yeah, it was sort of twelve and a half plus Staying or under minus. 13. Yep. yep. And then just sort of tailed off in seven, eight, nine, sort of doing. Uh, in you 10, know what? His last hours. day was only his real day where he blew up. He basically went from a like a twelve and a half through to a three ten, and like, between day two and nine. But then on the last day, he went fourteen and a half. And I suppose you could let him off that. And I guess what he, he may well have just been watching the guy who was in second place. He only beat him by um, less less than a minute on that last day. So he's probably just racing to protect yeah. his lead. Ended oh, no, up, he had a huge lead. Ended hours. up winning by by, by eight hours. Yeah. Michael Gertner from Germany was in second, 136 hours. Man, I bet that's all today, eh? I bet they are. Wow. <laughs> and Thomas Zolt, 14, 141 hours, and I'm presuming Sylvia Andoni was the only female racing. She actually finished fourth in 174 hours. She didn't hours. complete the whole thing, because that day there, she oh, only swam she 2K. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mm, so only, only three, three people, people finished. finished. Wow. It's a big event, though, isn't it? You know what you aspire to? No. No. Actually, if, if there's anybody out there who's done a Decaman before... Um, we'd love to do an interview, we'd, eh? we'd love to interview anybody who's done that because different sort of... It's incredible. Game I'd, and, I'd say that's incredible because... Yeah, I'd say that too. It's just... 
imagine, imagine day five, day five, six, seven. Oh yeah, I, I think part of it is obviously the mental side of it is very, very difficult. Mm. But I think the, probably the harder side is probably the physical side in terms of the wear and tear on your body. You know, the oh. blisters and the chafing. It can't be good for your long term. It can't be. Oh, you're going to be old at 30. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be looking like you're 80 when you're 50. So, yeah, we'll be uh, yeah definitely keen to hear from anybody who's done one and definitely keen to hear from the guys in the UK that are, that are setting up their one and, um, yeah, and how, that, how that's all sort of panning out. Uh, so anyway, we've got Ultraman, which is kind of, this looks weak in comparison, doesn't it? Ultraman's meant to be big and it's, it's weak. So Ultraman, it's an event that goes over three days. It's been going for 23 years now. It's a long time. Yeah, it's just about as long as Hawaii. Yeah. So um, it's one of the real historic events, I suppose. Yeah, it is. And mm. uh, it's one Gordo's one. I think yeah. he set a, may have set a course record Milano there. won it. I think he might have done, yeah. No, no he did. He did? did yeah, I've done my piece. There you go. I see. Jeepers Christ. Held over three days, uh, November 23rd, 24th, 25th. Yep. Coming uh, up soon. Yeah, coming up this Actually, weekend. This Friday, yeah. 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 We're going to nip over and do it. Cheeky late entry. Bring it on. Stage one, you do a 6.2 mile swim. Stage two, you do 170. No, no, no. You no. didn't do your piece this week, did you, John? Oh, no. What have you been doing? Followed by... Followed by a 145k cross-country bike ride. Blah, blah, blah. From Kiha Bay around the southern and tip of the then island. then stage two, day two. Day two. You do a 276k bike ride. Yeah. And is that about it? I think that's about that's it, it that day. And yeah. then day three, you basically do the double marathon. Yep. That's pretty tough. Double marathon's a long way. It is, yeah. Well, okay, so funny story. So I did this race on the weekend. I did a um, half, we both did half um, marathons. And uh, mine was a team's event, ran over about 86, 88K, something like that. So I'm, some people did the whole thing, which right. pretty mad, really, because it's very up and down. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and a record is eighty no six hours 30, which is pretty impressive. Solid. So they took off an hour early before us, and I did stage three. So coming to stage three, I'm running along, and I'm driving along, and then I see this guy, and I run along, overtake him. He's having a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a ciggy. What? I go, mate, are you having a cigarette? He goes... Yeah, mate. <laughs> oh, no. Never heard that one before. See, I wish I had my camera. I would have stopped. I wouldn't have even made it about time. I would have stopped and taken a photo because oh, that was no. beautiful. I was like, oh, you're a true fitness professional, aren't you? <laughs> it was sensational. So there you go. Yeah. So I don't think any of the um, competitors on Ultraman will be doing that. If we can, uh, if you go to ultramanworlds.com, um, you can find out all the details there. And it's also got the participation list oh, so it's for pretty this big list. year. For God. this kind of event. How many is there? There's probably about, what, I don't know, 30, 30 40, 40 yeah. 30 there. Uh, I guess the, the one to obviously watch out would be Jonas Colting. His name was down on the list. Yep, he's yep. uh, Has he won it before? I think he may have done, or he's at least done it before. 34. Uh, 34. Getting old, Jonas. He's a writer. Is he? He's been, he's been a, um, no, 2004 Ultraman World Champion. There you go. Second, second time Ultraman. Oh, I'm 34 right there to be a man. But Jonas, has been, Jonas has been on the podium uh, at World Long Course Triathlon Champs. Uh, been second at Ironman New Zealand. Good, solid, all-round athlete. That's bloody brilliant. Bloody brilliant. Okay, what happens? We can put this one. Mecca, he's a bloody legend. Yep, Mecca is selling his specialised bike. It's actually been sold. Is it? Yeah. Oh, going, yeah. going, gone. Going, going, gone. He sold it on eBay. How much did it go um, for? 8,600 US. Now, I don't know, would that, would that be great profit? Because that bike is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I wonder what that would retail. It wouldn't retail for that much, would it or not? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't think so. But well, well, some bikes go for 20 grand New Zealand, don't they? And this would be top, top of the line. Yeah. You know what's really great about the winner? You know what's really exciting about this winner? What? I've touched that bike. Oh, right. I have. I've I have. If, if they'd put that in the advert, they might have got an extra couple <laughs> of thousand dollars. They've got 20 grand dollars. US, I tell you. Yeah. Yep. I don't like the look of that. I mean, it's obviously a really nice bike. I don't like those sort of bendy top tubes on the Specialized. But anyway, it's a cool bike. And Mac and Mate, is, mate, mate. So he had it in road. He had it like six months before it was released. Yeah. It's a feather. Yeah. You know, like if you're a strong guy, you'd break it. <laughs> it was amazing. He didn't break it. It's just unbelievable. It was like, it was just, it was, it's like you were saying, um, the the uh, altitude's cheating. It's cheating. Man. It's just, <laughs> and then you pick up my bike. My bike's not too bad. And it's just, ah. Oh. Uh. But anyway, the whole reason for Macca selling his bike on, on there was to raise some money. He's setting up a bit of a sort of foundation in Australia, basically to help young developing athletes, which is it's obviously great that he's putting a bit of effort back into the, into the sport. He's obviously got his, his shop in, the, in, the, um, in Australia as well. So He's a very clever man. Anyway, yeah, I mean, 
it's good to see people putting something back. It's a real shame when you see you know champion athletes coming into the sport, winning races, and then just completely disappearing and not really putting anything back and, and helping some of the younger guys come through. So great to see Macca doing that and uh, and obviously specialised to sort of helping. Random helping question. On eBay, his name is Chris J. Macca. What's his mm. middle name? Have a guess. John. I'm going James. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So good old Macca. Seven, seven bids. Right, nice. Winning, winning bidder, k226com.com. Really? Which is actually where I got the story from. So they actually bought it. Mm, interesting. That's bloody brilliant. K226 is a winning bloody team. Ironman Arizona is going to move to November. The rumor is true. Mm. Well, actually, I haven't seen it announced on ironman.com. Well, we got this from tryjuice.com. Tryjuice.com. But it sounds like... Freshly squeezed triathlon news, you can see. <laughs> and it's sensational. It's, it's, it's still not entirely clear whether they're going to run two races or whether they're just going to move Ironman Arizona to later in the year. So it'll be interesting to see what does actually happen. But it certainly sounds from what the rumours have been circulating and from what the fellow who, what's his name, who runs um, North America Sports is that it is going to be moving, um, partly because of the weather conditions, often quite windy when they've had Ironman Arizona. Yep. I think it's a bit of a shame because I think North America really needs an early season race. So hope, hopefully it's not surely they, Surely they'll put one on. You would think so. I mean, it's, They must because you know they can put a race on anywhere and it'll sell out. Exactly. So I don't think, you know, maybe just thinking, well, who knows? Mm. Who so knows what, what they think? So watch your space. If you go to tryjuice.com, you can read up a little bit more about that one. Our favourite thing about Iron Man is opening up. Iron Man Lottery. We don't like the lottery. We don't. We hate it. We like the lottery. I, I, I kind of like the lottery um, small on a smaller, smaller scale. Yep. But there's there's two, 200 or 250 slots available, and I think it's just uh, taking away from the people that really want to put 200, it. 200. It's 200. And then, but is that the US one? And then do they have an international one or something like that? Oh, yeah. And 50 will be selected from other countries. Yes. No, 150 from the US, 50 yeah. from other countries. So we don't like it. We'd like to see a lottery, but lesser numbers. Yeah, no, 100, maybe 50 people. But if you are interested, yeah, oh, definitely. If you go to Ironman.com, the lottery's open, and you can pay up your, your cash and, and get in there and uh, give yourself a chance of going. And we've to actually home. had this as a discussion of the week in the past. So if you want to go onto our blog and check out some of the, we'll be one of our earlier discussions, won't yeah, it? Will we? We have to look way back to read that mm. one. What I've been liking recently on the um, blog or the discussion forum is that people have been going on writing some of the older and some of the older comments, so oh, they're still alive. Good. So feel free to go write on some of the other topics, and feel free to go read them and. Yeah. There's a lot of people that aren't up to speed yet in terms of the latest issues because we get a lot of emails. Issues. Late, latest shows. We're an issue now. <laughs> um, but we have a lot of people that are, you know, if you look at our weekly downloads, a lot of people are still downloading the oh, very first yeah, shows. So yeah. it's fantastic. Great. Keep it going. Um, big weekend in Ashburton this week. Uh, Ashburton half iron man. No Bevan and John this year. Uh, I was actually going to do it. Were you? Well, I was, I was, it was going to be my kind of my race for this period of time, but then I'm going to Australia this weekend, so I couldn't actually do it. You weren't contemplating it? No, no, I'm not in, in sort of sort of any shape to, to race at the moment. So I'm. You think you pull out a sneaky one? How do you know will be there? Will there? Uh, Dave Plew will be there. He'd spank my ass. Is he? Is he yeah. doing it? Is he? Yeah, uh. there'll be one or two there. Um, so it'll be interesting. We'll be reporting in on that next week. That's a bit of a local thing for us. It is. <laughs> it's the first half Ironman of the season in New Zealand, though. Is it? Forward. Yep. Well, there you yep. go. So cracking into that. Amazing. And finally, there was um, a rumour circulating today. Somebody sent me an email that they'd heard that there was issues with Wanaka, that it wasn't going ahead. I've emailed the organisers at Wanaka and there's no issues whatsoever. The Challenge Wanaka is going ahead and uh, nobody needs to stress about that. So no need to stress. Just be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Be, you know he does that whole song by himself? Really? The whole thing. All the music, it's all from oh. his mouth. Ah, that's pretty pretty, nice. I thought. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna do our blog. Blog. We're gonna. Do you want me to pause for no, a second? No, I just need to get my paper. He gets his paper out. He's like a reporter. Done his work. And look, I've even done mine. Where's mine? Blog comments. So this week our discussion was, and it's a pretty good discussion. We had lots of interest in it. I've already got a post for next week. Yeah, I've already put it up. I've done it. Uh, we were wondering if competitors should be allowed to have their loved ones run down the finishing line in an Ironman event, and it was interesting. I actually thought it'd be one-sided, but. No, no, no. It was very clearly two sides, wasn't it? There really was two sides to this argument. Mm. We should actually, yeah, okay, go Glenn, Glenn kicked it off all the oh, way. Oh, wait a second, what am I doing, Glenn? You said oh. me to do evens, you do odds. Maybe there's two Glens. Oh, no, no, I've stuffed up. Okay, you keep going. <laughs> no, no, I think, I, I don't think... Uh... Did you do try, Nick? Oh, you did. Okay, you go. Don't right, worry, no. you go, I'll wing it. Okay. Um, so, Glenn, first up... <laughs> 
I'm just no, it. <laughs> no, I've. Uh, he doesn't think it should happen. I've finished a few. Had a few photos ruined by some nuance grabbing a friend, slowing down in front of me. The finish shoot is for finishers. End of story. If you want your loved ones with you down the finish line, then let them do the hard yards and race with you. Okay. Um, Daniel's actually got a good point. He's saying he doesn't really mind if someone wants to do it. It's not something he's into himself. But he's saying that it normally doesn't happen until the people around the 12, 13 hour mark anyway. Mm. And so he doesn't see it bothers them, which is maybe good, maybe not. Yeah, I had try Nick. I think this is... Um the way for athletes competing to bring closure to the whole ordeal they put their loved ones through. While I understand the significance of this, I do find it becoming more and more of an issue. Could, should we implement two finishing shoots? And this, that was actually mentioned in Triathlete Mag, uh, whether there should be two finishing shoots. Okay, uh, Roller mentioned a guy that um, did the Germany race, and on oh no, a Lanzarote, and was blind, and some people had actually done the whole race with him, and then some people came behind and kind of pushed him Mm, that's yeah. a bit rude that's a bit rank yeah. so I wasn't happy with that so. uh, Ed Hawkins yes you should be able to do whatever you want coming down the finishing line you've worked damn hard to get there and you have the right to celebrate how you want yeah. <laughs> uh, Annette is saying it's pretty I wasn't running oh. down a shoot with Glenn I would have finished quicker just to push him out of the way what a misery I ran down with my dad and son two reasons um, my son put off me training every week for two months and I nearly lost my dad three years from stroke so yep so I can understand that wouldn't want to put Glenn and uh, Annette in the same room. Yeah, here we go. Fireworks. <laughs> Fireworks. Uh, hot stuff. Yes and no. I think it's okay if, you, if it's your first Ironman. Uh, also mentions that American races or, or bigger races, it'll be less suitable as there are so many athletes. Personally, um, she'd like a she. Oh, I don't know if it's a he or a she. I would like um, my friends and family to be waiting at the finish line and then hug them when you cross the line and celebrate with them afterwards. So that's a good point. Yeah, Glenn was giving a, a, a bit of shit, but we'll just leave their leave their problems <laughs> to themselves. You know, just guys, you need to have a bit of a cuddle. I, I know, Annette, and I know, Glenn. Maybe we could hook them up. Well, uh, unfortunately, Annette's married with with children. Well, you shouldn't uh, do that, John. Yeah, we should. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not associated but, with that. But maybe you could become friends on uh, on Athlinks. There we go. Or rivals. Well, or rivals. There we go, that's how we sort it out. Get them rivals. Um, a lot of us aren't lucky enough to have friends and family at many of our races, and the finished photo is just what they will all want to see. So, uh, I suppose he's kind of saying that maybe they it's maybe saying being considerate for everyone. Yep, yep, great. Des, uh, families have, have often sacrificed a lot during your training without them and their support, you often wouldn't be crossing the finish line. Okay, nice. Well, Lars is saying the finish line is for finishers. Don't ruin the guy behind you and his picture by having a reunion on the finish line. Maybe they could have an official time a bit before so everyone could run down the shoot by themselves, for themselves. Nice. Kurt says, yes, you should allow it. The loved ones make significant sacrifices too. Okay. Um, Iron Branch. Ooh, that's a different one. You can imagine how boring it must be for the kid to sit around all day and watch their parents do the race uh, for 13 hours, for example. Let them have some fun. Yeah. Yep. Kids would go mental. <laughs> my, daughter was, my daughter was in Hawaii when I yeah. did Hawaii, and my mum said she was brilliant. She yeah. said, Yeah, but I suppose Iron Man's a long day, so it's not like you sit around all day and watch it. Yeah. You make a day out of it, they went out to feed, and yeah. you know. And kids love cheering and stuff, so just got to keep them active. Uh, Steve 2Z. Heck yes, my little girl is five, and she fin- um, did the finish line with a marathon and a half marathon with me. It was, she found it awesome. Travis is saying his three year old twins. Oh, twins! Mm. Oh, respect, you are an Iron Man, um, an Iron family. To this day, um, they finished the Iron Man with them, and uh, to this day, they still run around the living room pretending to race, saying, you are an Iron Man. Yeah, I thought I read that, was quite funny. Yeah, yeah um, and his wife, kids. Uh, uh, if you don't like to swim faster, pedal harder, and run like you stroll something, beat us slow people, families, and it will not affect you. Okay, yep, mm. get over it, you son. Uh, Anthony Ham, it's obviously to see who's, who he makes a point. It's obviously obvious to see who has family here and who hasn't, yep. which is pretty clear. Yep. Uh, family or no family at the finish uh, finishing line with, oh man, family or no family at the finishing line, finishing it with others. I'm sure we've had that finishing photo wrecked by coming in at the same time as another competitor. Yeah, shit happens. Get over it. Shit happens, mate. Shit happens. Mm. Uh, I think the uh, finishing straight should be for finishers only, but there should be an area directly behind for a mock straight, which could provide photos for all the family. And it's like Ollie. I'm not. Once I cross that finish line, I'm not running anymore. That's true. You can't really have the mock one. Wait a second. Come on. Okay. <laughs> okay funny story. Years ago, I did my marathon. Yeah. But, you know, this is the first event I'd ever done. I did. I, I was pretty happy with my run. 
dead, dying, dying. Mum had planned a family picnic yeah. afterwards. Oh, I just wanted to go home and lie down. Come on, Bevan, we've been here supporting you all day. Well, I tell you what, the, the half marathon I did at the weekend, the guy who got second, yep. crossed the line. I'm sort of wandering around just about to start thinking about doing my warm down. As soon as he crossed the line, the kids were there. He was straight out in the middle of the field playing cricket. Really? <laughs> That's a good dad. Oh, right. Mate, you should have been out there playing with your boy, mate. Um, You're lucky he's young. From Fegan, he was a bit slow off the mark. He's usually one of our first posters. Yeah, he wasn't the first one. Who was the first one this week? The first Glenn. was Glenbo. Yep, it's a bloody photo. Get over it. Get over it. Mm. Uh, I do think if you're going to stroll across the line with your friends and family, you should check to see you're not in the way of others. But to be honest, who the hell is thinking straight at the end of an Ironman? Mel James has come out with some hard words. Enough of this emotional crap. Finish lines are for finishers. Who cares about lame, bobby, dog, crap, whatever? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you poor sick dad. Whoa, back it up. It's just a photo, but it is a finishing line and not a happy family Kodak moment. <laughs> well, he laid down the hammer there, didn't he? Gareth Scobie at Ironman uh, Arizona this year. I was beaten to the line by a four-year-old in a pink sundress. Her father and older brothers are already finished and she got in the way and he nearly tripped over her. So a bit of a dangerous situation. And obviously when you are running down that finish line there's often you know yeah, your lateral tight. movement yeah. from side to side might not be so great so a bit of a, a, a hazard there um, therefore better to have better finish line organisation separate shoots or even a line of cones would work well and it's just got angry at Glenbo <laughs> it's just getting messy now <laughs> don't underestimate the power of a sloppy woman I'm going to leave it at that but you know what it's very true. You never <laughs> underestimate a power of a sloppy, sloppy woman. Anyway, uh, Ross said no way. What about Philly Boy? Okay, I met as a team sport, and there's no one. We all know one thing's for sure: is that my family and kids will be waiting for me down the finishing line, and I'll be taking them over no matter what. Nobody's stopping me from crossing the finish line without my kids. Mm. And I bet I have tears in my eyes too. Right, uh, Jeff. Jeff, uh, sure. At that point, I'm in, I'm in another world time zone. I couldn't care less. If there are kids running along beside me. We've got more, we've got more, we've got more. Oh, is your second page? Gavin. That's oh, my dad's name. Snuck in there. Guess what my dad's name is? Gavin. James Isles. Right. Bevan. Gavin James Isles. There you go. Without wishing to inflame what is clearly a divided issue, I think that for me, as a non-elite plotter, it is really great to have the support of our families. And if running over the finish line with your young kid compensates them in a way for all the hours and hours they didn't see their parents due to training, then it should be allowed and to let them share in the moment of glory. Mm. Beautiful. Right. Jombo, what's your view on this one? This is a big one. It's a big one. Come on. When I, first, when I posted the topic and thought about it, my, my immediate thought was, no, bugger, it's a finishing line. You're and- dead. Hang, okay, wait, it's your hang opinion. on. But then, but being the thought-provoking person that I am, <laughs> oh, I, you are a thought-provoking. I thought about it a bit more, and I started <laughs> to swing around a little bit because I think one of the things, uh, you, one of the things with Ironman is the finish line is a integral part of the race, and it what yep. what makes Ironman so so big. So I think there's that side of it, and you've got to get a really good atmosphere going down there, and obviously people running down with kids and so on is is good. But I think. As the events grow bigger, and especially with the North American events and, and all the events that sell out, it's just getting too crowded. So I just think they need a bit more organisation and maybe, say, in the briefing or, or just have a few little guidelines or rules saying if you're going down, you know, make sure you keep well to the left so the people that do want to hammer the finish line, they can come steaming down the right-hand side and there's not, then, then I don't think there should be too many issues. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, everyone wants to have their glory over the finish line. And, uh, and so the, the problem is that some people just want to have it by themselves mm. and they feel that having family there takes that away from their experience and then other people want to share that experience. And I can kind of see both perspectives. Um, but I do believe for myself, like when I did Hawaii, my daughter was there, I took her over the finish line and I kind of think that Ironman, as much as it's an individual sport, is a team sport that, mm. you know, like our families have to sacrifice a lot. And so for the people with families, I think there needs to be a way that they can do that. And I think maybe a wider shoot or having two shoots. And I don't think it would... I don't think the two shoots would work, but I just think, yeah, like, like you said, a wider shoot. And, and you have a lane for the families. Yeah. Because I was watching one of the races in North America not so long ago, and uh, I can't remember what choice it was. And... Uh, it was, I was watching it about 13 hours. I was trying to see one of our mates come like, through it. Boom, boom, I don't even boom, know how they get boom, the photos boom, in. It's, it's just like a line of people. Yeah. You know, and it gets to that point where those North American races, when you're getting 2,000 people racing mm. in those kind of main times when the big, the big crowds are coming hours. through, yeah. you know, like even the individual photo, you know, how do you do it that, you know, do eventually do they do it that they have gaps so you can get your photo? Like, yeah. you know, like is that yeah. what's going to become? And 
it's, it's, it's not a big issue of our sport, but it kind of is because as much as some people are saying the photo is not that important, I'm really proud of my photo. And I think for some of the people with families, they're sort of saying, oh, get it, get over it, it's just a photo. But for some people, Iron Man is their number one thing in their life. Yeah, you know, totally. It rates above um, yep. work. If they don't have families, that is their thing. So yep. I think you really got to respect the fact that, that their finishing line run does mean a huge Realistically, amount. other than your race report and your own memories, your photos yeah, yeah. kind of your thing, eh? Like, so, you know, like it's... So let's make a little rule, shall we? Keep to the left when you're going down the finishing shoot. Yeah, what we should make this rule. We'll call it the Iron Man talk rule. I'll email Jane Patterson. Put on all the forums this week, guys. Keep to the left yep. and run Individuals down. go right. Individuals Family go, right. go left. Families go left. Yep. There we go. Very good. We've solved the world's uh, problems. You know why that happened, John? Because <laughs> you're thought-provoking. That's right. There we are. So this week we've got a discussion... And uh, what's the discussion this week? This is a good one. I was impressed with this one, mate. I'm getting some good ones lately. You are. Is this your idea? It is. Because you're a thought provoker. I Uh, wish I was a thought provoker. (laughs) Maybe one day. my hands are... I'm not happy. Maybe when you turn 31. Okay. It's when you hit 31. That's when it all happens. When does it end? Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, uh, we often hear about the old days in Kona when you used to get Mark Allen and Dave Scott and Alina and all those guys there. In those days, you could just basically turn up and enter the race. Yeah, I would have turned up. Exactly. And you got all the best guys turning up. They... Some of them may have done Ironmans in the year. A lot of them may not have done Ironmans. They may have done Nice and Kona. So they didn't have to commit themselves to the sport for the year. Exactly. And so what we want to know is, do you think it would be a good idea to have um, some pros not having to qualify? So, for example, there might be um, 150 pro slots um, for guys, just for example's sake, and maybe 100 of them go to qualifying races around the world, and the other 50 are maybe on either invitation or application basis and you could figure out some sort of system you know whether if yeah. you've been a world championship medal then you've you got fit. top 10 race in ITU or something yeah. like that or we, you figure out it's not really figuring out the system but figuring out should non-athletes who haven't done an Ironman be able to qualify and I think part of the reason why I came up with this was you know watching say because you're thought provoking thought provoking obviously Sam McGlone so she's never done an Ironman she obviously qualified through 70.3 yep. and I think there's a lot of short course athletes that financially won't do Kona because they have to do an Ironman and they can't make enough money from the Ironman races, so they do short course yeah, races. Yeah, they can't commit themselves to a year because two Ironman races is a exactly. pain butt, whereas yeah. maybe one is. Well, we're, actually, we're not meant to be discussing that right now. Yes. That's, That's what it. you guys discussed this week. So you get on there, go to Talk, click on our blog link, and then you can add your little thought. Now, we have got some new rules. We've been so many posts lately. Yep. Fegan, I think Fegan was the angry man, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, he sent me an email saying, come on, be if you want to sharpen up. Okay. Yep. We're going for top tens. Top 10s, so, I reckon even less. I reckon, yeah, top six, three each. You choose three, I choose three. Okay. But you first one to choose the one, okay? Okay. So you get, so, and so you're legend if you're in the top three. Exactly. So we're going to have six posts each week. The best six posts uh, are going to get, get mentioned. And and, other, and if you want to read the, you know, obviously go on and read the form. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so. The best. You know what? I was a little bit thought-provoking there because I made it six. You were. Thank you. Well, you're getting close to 31, you see. See, well, not really. So all the way. You know, that's our news and our discussion for this week. Whoa, 30 minutes, you see that? Well, here we go. Age Grouper of the Week. Good old Ed. Ed McDevitt. And you know what, John? Ed McDevitt has been on Iron Man Talk. He has. He's been on Iron Man Talk. He was on Epic Camp France. <coughs> and the reason why Ed's Age Grouper of the Week this week, he didn't get nominated. I'm not, well, I'm nominating him. It's because I went well, on... That's, to, a bit, that's a bit favouritism, isn't it? Oh, come on. I went on to Athlinks because we tell you all to go on to Athlinks. You've got to mm. register. It's the place to be. Mm. Uh, your, your social networking for endurance athletes. That's right. So I went through the Kona results and I wanted to find... The you f- like those Kona results. You've been on the... It's like your porn, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it is. You go to bed at night, you check on the Kona results. Hey, happen. baby, move a little closer. It happens once a year. <laughs> oh, Eddie did a 9.37. <laughs> Eddie. But anyway, I went on to the Kona results and I wanted to find the first finisher that was uh, registered on Athlinks and it happened to be Ed McDevitt well there you go that is incredible that is incredible that's incredible and Ed had a very good race he did a 9.37 yep. good improvement on the year before he did 10.02 well, wait a second before. just don't get too excited because I'm going to pull up the page John don't look don't look <laughs> <laughs> I could have done something really great no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just don't want so it was a really solid effort Oh. It takes a while for that page to load. You know, you know that from experience. I know that from experience. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, 
guess what he's just, doing. Just scroll. Just scroll. Keep scrolling down. No, no, no. Like, oh, this is the girls. Oh, it's girls first, doesn't it? Yeah. We have, we'll maybe do the female, top female finisher next week. Yeah, no, okay. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. We're close. Chilbourne Cinderbell's arrival. Here we go. Ed McDevitt. Here we go. 9.37, oh, wait. Is he only 30? 33. Oh, what does it say? 30? Oh, he's in the 30-34. Right, yep. okay. 103 on the swim. Yep. 5.15 on the bike. 3.11. Great, consistent race. Very good, consistent race. <sighs> obviously it. an epic camp, that guy. He has, from 9.37. So Ed's actually made some big sacrifices. He moved up to Boulder. Um, oh, did he? Yep, took the family up to Boulder. Oh. Family, family man. I wonder if his family went on the finish line. I wonder if they did. Yeah. We could uh, maybe find out. And yeah, it was re- a really good sound day. Ed was on Epic Camp France, like we said. I think the highlight of Epic Camp France was when he beat his uh, then coach Scott Molina over the, the oh, top really? of the Col de Tourmalet. Oh, that's <laughs> or one of the climbs. And he, he just came back from it. He was buzzing the rest of the day. Beat Molina over the top of a climb. Yep. So Ed, good sound race. Good 20-minute improvement from the year before. So yep. we'll expect another 20 out of you uh, this year coming. Yep. So and you are... Uh, age, age group of, of the week. week that's beautiful here we go just don't look at that page again mate because you're oh. too close to me right now yes. <laughs> website of the week did you love the new music I was doing my spirit fingers we're doing spirit fingers do you know what spirit fingers come from no bring it on the movie bring it but on. you wouldn't know that I wouldn't know that you just, I'm not a movie man you look at Oh, I mean, Hawaii pages way too much. Hawaii results are weak. That's my... <laughs> you up on a Saturday night. Belinda, come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Who, who sent this one in? Oh, it was Ed. Uh, I think it was Ed. Wait a second. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ed Hawkins. Ed now, Hawkins. he ran his dog down the chute. You know, I know. Mm. Yeah. And he actually gave me a hard time saying, come on, Bev, you back me up here. And, and I, I did like the dog. You've got a cat, haven't you? No, I don't like animals. Do you? No, well, it's not that I don't like animals. When I was a boy... You got guinea pigs? Didn't you have guinea pigs? Yeah, they died. <laughs> <laughs> you could run down with a little coffin. When, when, dedicate your race to the guinea no, pigs. No, but you're, I don't actually know what happened to the guinea pigs, to be honest. When I was a little boy, I had a dog. I loved my dog SP- like crazy. When the SPCA come knocking at the door, don't expect me to come and bail you out from bloody <laughs> Let me tell my story. Let me okay. tell my story. Love my dog to pieces. Like, you wouldn't believe it. it my, my love of my life. Ran away. And since then, I've never been attached to animals. I think I didn't. I got unattached animals when I got bitten by a Great Dane. Ooh. It was next to Redcliffe's Primary School, and I had to go to court to testify. Really? Long story. How old were you? I was about bloody seven. Wow, that's great. Great Dane, like bigger than you, comes and you had to testify what that it bit you. Yes, it got dog napped. Oh. I think we've told the story before. No, I've never heard that one. <laughs> that's sensational. So we we love dogs, but we don't. Yeah. Anyway, back to the show. Rosie, who's what's her last name? Rosie, Swell Pope. Swell Pope. Yeah, we'll say that. Is running around the world, which is bloody ridiculous, especially when you consider Rosie is 57. Yes. On the 2nd of October 2003, she set off to run around the world, so she's been going forever, ever. Hmm. Making a drink, and she's ran two thirds. Oh, I didn't, I didn't read that part. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> wow. I should be going solo, self supporting myself on a very low budget. I couldn't afford a backup team's luxury or flights and different continents. Wow. I thought she'd only just started. <laughs> No, she's been going for a few years. She's two-thirds of the way around the world. Yeah. This is so where she's ran. She's started in the UK and she's made it across uh, basically the continent all the way through Russia and uh, and she's actually made no, it over, over yeah. to um, into the into North America now. So basically doing it to fundraise. Obviously a personal adventure as well, but she, she's fundraising her husband. It's a hard way to fundraise. Her husband um, died, I think. Yeah, we obviously so, did our peas on this one. Yeah. The death of my husband Clive from prostate cancer last year taught me to taught me more than anything about how precious life is, how short it can be, and that you have to go and grab life, do whatever you can while you can. And you very try- awareness for small charities to present represent yeah. to the world. So basically the reason we're bringing this site up is Rosie is fundraising for some really good causes and you can go on there and, and support her, find her where she's at. Well, so she'll say there's write-ups on here um, about what she's been up to and where she's at and... Man, oh. it's a long way. That <laughs> no, it's this, the understatement of the day. It's a, it's a long it's way. Look at this Decker man, Malaki, and oh, we just keep topping it, don't we? We do, man. And she's got to run with a cart. She started in Tenby in Wales. I've been to Tenby. Yeah. Nice, nice little beach there. Is it? Mm. Did you have you had a little swim? Did you? Yeah. Do you wear speedos? Funny don't story. So. <laughs> it's a bit of a funny story show this week. My mate on his first date took a girl out to try speedos on. Nice. <laughs> Would you do that? Don't think so. 
I was like, you seriously? And he said, yeah. She just told me if they look fit and stuff. the same mate that had the booger on his face and everything? No, it's another mate. No. I'm thinking he must have a lot down below because you wouldn't, you wouldn't be doing so. it otherwise, would you? Anyway, anyway, if you want to get, go and support Rosie, it's rosiearoundtheworld.co.uk. You go on, find out what she's up to. Donate. She's actually got a video link on there as well. So she's obviously doing some great stuff. Mm. Awesome, man. It is impressive. Keep it going. Keep up the good work. Okay, what else have we got here? Oh, that's, we'll move on to another section. Oh, no, it's high five. I get to it. One, two, three, four. High five. It's got a bit of a twist this week, hasn't it? It's got it? a bit of a twist. Oh, that's oh, second man. week in a row. Second week in a row. Oh, that's weak. Ooh, it's but good. anyway, high five this week. Okay, so high five this week. And it's a twist because Jombo used to be sponsored by some new weak nutritional company. Hey, no, we don't go bagging people. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I didn't use them. Fine product. Fine product. But he gave, I gave him a bit of a taste of the old high five product. And he's changed. He's come to the light side. He was on the dark side. Now he's the Jedi soldier again. It is tasty stuff. It is the best stuff out there. And we're going to give the New Zealand website that sells at fifthelement.co.nz a plug. Because good old Glenbo, he's always helped us out. Or me out. Now you out. Yep, and he also helps out another number of other athletes, Gina Ferguson, Gina Ferguson. Um, who we may get on the show sometime soon. Uh, he's a multi-sport athlete himself, and uh, yeah, good bloke. It's it's good quality product. So if you go to fifthelement.co.nz, we'll have a link on our site. Yeah, um, it's got some good sale items on there. I see. Yeah, you got that idea from me. Good, I actually gave him some tips deals. on his website, and yes. he's, yeah, and he's listening, and he was actually quite happy with my tips. So. Good, and it's it so is I'm actually thought provoking as well. Mm, yeah. Anyway, high five. I'll go first because I feel like going first this week. So, so but basically, it's it's tips. Some just five random nutrition tips for race, for race day. Okay. Gels in your bottle, plus mark your bottle for how often or the distance for the gel. Is that what you mean? Yeah, because often we go on the bike and we, you know, for example, you might have 10, 15 gels, whatever on the bike. If you've got to unwrap individually every little wrapper, you're going to lose part of the gel and it's just a hassle and you'll spill it and so on and so on. So what I do, and I think you do it as yeah, well. Yeah, totally, yeah. You pour, so basically, the night before, you pour all your gels into a drink bottle, Put some marks on it, probably like quarter quarter marks, so you know where you're up to, and add in one or two extras in there because you will get a bit sticking to the sides. But with the high five gels, they're a nice thin light gel, so you can easily yeah, squeeze them out. Great. If you and if, if you do use a thicker gel, you can actually um, you can water them down, water but it's, down. it doesn't work quite. It's not as quite well. like high five, is it's it, John? Not, so you just got to get high five. <laughs> just go high five for thelmit.co.nz. <laughs> um, just with that. Um, I don't know about you, but I actually only have one water bottle when I race as well. I only use two, ba- so I have my, my gel cage. Yeah. Because I find you get to transitions. You've given me a number six. Okay, so <laughs> you got a number two. Number five. Number two, uh, if you're ever getting any stomach issues, whether you've eaten too much, you've gone a little bit too hard, the best thing you can do is slow down a bit and drink water only for a while. So get off any um, any products or any food and just drink water for about 20 or 30 minutes and that will hopefully sort of start to flush your stomach out a little bit. So it's a pretty obvious one. You've obviously put a lot of thought into it. I have. Coke only on the run. Coke on the oh, run. Coke on the run. Some people oh, come on. Some people get surprised. It's like thought provoking. Well, some people get surprised when I say have Coke and they go, for people who haven't perhaps done an Ironman before or are new to the sport, they go, really? Do you have Coke? Is it, does, it, is it, does it do much? This is called Ironman talk. I'm sure most of our listeners well, know. No, no, no. Okay, I'll not. give it to you. I'll let you away. You can't assume anything. I was just hoping my world. one had more detail. Well, tough titties. Because then I could be more thought provoking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're going to have energy bars, cut them up into pieces nice. and make sure you unwrap them so you don't have to sit there unwrapping. Uh, or at least l- the top bit. Exactly. Yeah. Because if, I don't actually like leaving them sitting in my bento box. No. And if, Actually, high five sell little boxes like bento boxes. They do. They on And the other thing if you don't probably want to avoid if you're in a hot race is putting, some people put their, they stick their bars yeah. to the top of the tube and it just gets messy and it's not pretty well. You know what? You better clean your bike pretty well before you yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> You know how much you sweat on that? It's not only sweat, mate. Got to be good for you. Okay, be self-sufficient. Don't rely on special needs. Mm. And that's really important because while special needs is there as a way to help you during the race, sometimes in some situations it goes to custard and if you don't have it and it ruins your race, that's just not good enough, is it, John? Exactly. So we need to make sure that you've got enough to get you through the bike mainly and... uh, and you should be okay with the. You should, sure put things in your special needs yeah. bag, but uh, and look forward to it. But if you don't get it, it shouldn't upset your day too much. Get over so it. number six. Number six. What is it, Jumbo? I had somebody. I was talking to an athlete I coach yesterday, listener yep. of the show, uh, and he did a half Ironman simulation a week or two ago. Nice. How did he go? Uh, he was fantastic. Good. Yeah, he was very pleased. He said he was last out of the swim, and then he passed a couple of people on the bike. This was a half Ironman simulation. Yeah. He said people were blowing to pieces on the run. He was just running past them. Nice. He was loving it. Nice. He said, perfect. Do you coach this guy? I do. 
You're a good coach, exactly. man. Exactly. Um, but he had a bit of an issue that one of his bottles bounced off the back of his bike. And what oh. he, he was carrying um, sort of a, a meal replacement, two bottles of meal replacement sort of stuff, and another bottle on his bike. So he was carrying three bottles. And he said, well, how can I get around that? And I said, first thing you want to do is have your gels or one of your main bottles. In the safest cage. In the safest cage on yep. your frame. Nice. And if you're carrying two bottles, you know, I think he was using Perpetuum or something like that, You'd have one bottle on your, um, on your cage, yep. and then your other bottle you'd have on the back, and you'd start using that bottle first. So you start oh, working your way through that one. You're a wise man. Then, if it bounces out for it some is. reason like it does, at least you've maybe got a good half or a third or three quarters out of it, but you've still got that full one sitting on your frame. So use the stuff on the back of your bike um, first, first, so if it bounces off, it's not such a big deal. And also you want to have... Number seven... Oh, man, you're you giving me hard times. <laughs> You probably want to have some little backups if you've got an issue with things bouncing out in your special needs bag. Now, you should know if your things bounce out. And if they do bounce out, buy a new one. Or do something about it. Do something about it. You know, because, although mine fell off, didn't it? Yeah, that was bloody annoying. I was riding behind you, Ironman New Zealand this year. This thing's rattling around. Jesus. I had to stop and actually rip it off. But that's okay. There we go. There we go. So that's our high seven. High seven for this week. Proudly brought to you by High Five. And if you want any stuff in New Zealand, element.co. Element.co.nz. Just check out the website. You'll find once you go there. And don't Uh, bother searching. Don't do a Google search for High Five because you probably won't find the website because you will uh, get all the High Fives kitty stuff. That's right. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm trying. You've got that to look forward to. Yeah. One, two, three, four. High Five. Okay. Anyway, um, let's put some music on. Coach's Corner. Can you play the piano? I can play piano, actually. Yeah. Yeah, see, right better, better than just, what's, uh, what's chopsticks? If you one day I'll pull it out. I, okay. I'm better on guitar, but I can play piano. Yeah. That can be our music I'll play a bit of Coldplay for, for you. I can play, oh, yeah. um, let's go out and I can't be, that song. Nice. Yeah, and I play, try, uh, I played piano hardcore for about four years. Not so sharp now because I'm not playing, but guitar. <sighs> yep. There we go. The story. New career. Anyway, this week on the, Coach's Corner, we had a question in from... Wait a second, listen to my part. So we had a question in from good old Chance Barber. He's a good man. He writes to us lots. We like that. And he was wondering, he goes, Jombo, I've got a question for you. And he goes, Jombo, how are some ways we can gauge whether you're an appropriate non-drafting distance in a race, e.g. 7 or 10 metres? How do I know I'm not being a cheater? Okay. It's a bloody good question. It is a good question. Thank you for that, Chance. That's right. First one is you need to know the rules. Um, so you need to know whether it's a 7 metre rule, whether it's a 10 metre rule, whether it's a 5 metre rule, whether you can draft. Have they had a 15 metre rule? Not that I know of. Because that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And in, in cycling, it's a bloody massive amount of... Uh, it's like a, in a time trial? Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's like you've, you've got to drop out, I don't, I don't know, it's... But it's, it's ridiculous, you know, it's like 50 or 100 metres or something like oh, that. Oh, now, you, now you're exaggerating. No, that's in Tour de France. You've got it. You've got 100 metres? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Whatever. It's, it's something stupid anyway. <laughs> I've told you a million times, big. don't exaggerate. <laughs> anyway, it's big. Um, so that's the first step is know the rules, and that does vary from race to race. Uh, so if you're doing a little sprint triathlon locally, it may, uh, it may be that they allow drafting. You never know. So, so check that out. Yeah. So that's step one. Not in the John Triple T. No. Quadruple T. Yes. No, it's going to be the what have I called it? The the Q the Q T Q. No, blah, whatever. It's going to be quite, quite right. It's race. two it's two it's two weeks away. I've changed the course too. Am I doing it? You better be. Oh man, I better do some swimming. I went for a swim in Taipei. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Anyway, okay, where you uh, go? What next, else? Next thing you can do in training, especially if you guys are in your sort of off season, is set your bike oh, up. This on, is good. Set your bike up on the indoor trainer. Yeah. You, you probably have to do this outside, yep. and then set another bike up seven meters in front of you if that's a drafting rule for the event you're training for. You're a hardcore triathlete if you yeah. do that, eh? And then you actually get a bit of a visual, and if you're on your bike for a while, you'll get, you'll get a better understanding of how big that distance is. Seven meters is quite a long way. You'll you, never catch the bike in front of you? No. Yeah. You, won't. <laughs> you could even sit, go down to a park, and you could just line your bikes up, get some mates, and you yeah. get like 10 of you down, 70 mate, meters The apart. chicks would love it. Yeah. And tell you, mate, you'd be in. So, so that's another that's actually little, a good. I like that one. It's not something you're going to go and do regularly. <laughs> But uh, it's something you can go and do once or twice, so you can get, actually be down on your aero bars for long periods. Just look up, and you can get a bit of a nice bit of a bit of a cue there. Great. 
one thing that some New Zealand race officials do, and I don't know if this applies yeah. overseas, is the, the marshals, as a guideline, they use the road, the, the, the white lines in the middle of the road. So the distance from the front of one of the white lines to the front of the next white line, I understand, is, I think, seven metres. So this is if you're on one of the open roads. Say you're at Ironman New Zealand and I'm you're on the road. I'm talking about the white painted lines that separates the yeah. sides of the road. When you're around town, obviously the lines are a bit all over the place. But when you're at, say, Ironman New Zealand, um, they are apparently seven metres apart or approximately that. And that's what the officials use in terms of trying to figure out if you're infringing or not. So that's another guideline. Now, you may want to actually ask race race officials when you turn up to a race if that would be the case in yeah. their race because um, it is a really good guide. I use that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's a really good kind of visual guide to use when you're out on the road. And if it is, the, like, it may be different in different countries, but if you could ask your race officials, they'll definitely help you out. Mm. Mm. This next one I can't claim for myself. It's uh, John Ellis, who's our masseuse on Epic Camper. We yeah. will have to get him on the show at some stage yeah. to talk about massage. He likes talking John, does, doesn't he? It does. <laughs> be a long show. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Which is kind of ironic coming from me. but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, if you're out in a race situation, and you can often hear the motorcycle come up behind yeah. you. I've got um, a couple of good tips here. We're right on the right side of the road, the, the yeah, correct side of the road. Yeah. Be on the right side of the road, yep. When they come up, and if they pull up next to you, oh, this is the same tip. Immediately, you go to them, is this distance okay? So automatically, they understand that you're thinking about it, yeah. and they'll probably give you a lot of leniency, and they'll either say, yep, you're sweet, or no, you need to drop back straight away. Whereas if you keep your head down and just keep plowing on, and if you're only, say, five meters, then they might ping you. Um, yeah, I was actually, yeah, I think that's a good one. Go up, just turn around and say, hey, mate, I'm just a little bit confused. Is this close enough? Can I go yeah. closer? And they're always going to say go back. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you're generally not going to bust people that are making a good effort not to draft. To me, a good draft buster will tell you, they'll, they'll come up to you, you know, you've been sitting there behind you for a while and you're drafting like crazy, but if you're close to it, they'll generally come up to you and say, hey, look, mate, you need to move back a little bit. And, you know, that's what I like in a draft buster. Exactly. It's all about, you know, good stuff. Good, yeah. Uh, and I guess the reality is, um, at big races, there will be quite a bit of drafting and it's sometimes down to you, you know, personal choice whether you're going to draft or not. You know, so if, at Ironman Florida and at yeah, 70.3, things like that, Chances are that it's going to be drafting and you've just got to decide whether you want to be a part of it or not. So what do you do in that situation? Like, for example, on road, my second lap, um, first lap you're out by yourself, second lap, man, it was, it was pretty hard not to draft. And there's times is. where and you're just like, oh, how do I get out of this situation? And luckily I was a good rider, so I could kind of just ride past the packs. But, you know, you're just, you're kind of, especially being on the show, you're thinking, if anyone sees me draft, I'm, I'm going downtown. Um, so, you know, like, do we... Try to go faster? Do we, you know, like, what do you do? Well, we had, we did do a bit of a clip on this uh, f- a few weeks ago in terms of tactics and so on. But I think the main thing is, is if it is really crowded, you just got to try your best not to draft and just try not to be blatant about it, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you are going to be sitting in the draft zone and there is, if it's a really narrow road, I did a half Ironman in the UK and it was a really narrow road, there was a bunch of guys together and you couldn't help yeah. but not draft. Yeah. But as long as you don't blatantly sit on somebody's wheel and it may be for a little period of time, you're inside the draft zone and then you try to work your way out. But as long as you're just not blatant about it, I think people will give you the benefit of the doubt. I think the problem as well is that it takes up a lot of your energy is mm. that, you know, like in the second half of the road, there's, I kind of found a group that was working about the same speed as me and, and I'm trying to either be at the back and I thought, no, I want to be going a little bit faster. So then you go to the front and you're working hard and it's like, oh, and, you know, my energy wasn't on the race. It was on this bloody drafting, and that's what can be frustrating about it. But mm. eventually I just kind of put a little bit of pace on, got a little bit of a gap on them. Oh, no, one of the hills came up, and they were a little bit slower, so it was kind of nice. Challenge, mm. part of the challenge of the race It, it really is. And, you know, like we are talking about in the shoot, coming out the shoot, it's, you know, for the 12-hour people, you know, for us, we're a little bit faster, so we, if, unless it's a two-lap course, it, generally it's not too much of a problem. But um, for the people who are sitting around a 12 hour mark where you've got the main amount of people coming in it's 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 a bit of a challenge isn't I, guess, it? I guess the easiest thing to do is if you you know for your main race of the season choose a course that's got some hills in it and that will be the generally be the best way to break up bunches and it's that numbers thing as well maybe do a race mm. that doesn't have so many people in it exactly which is kind of hard oh, oh. so it's you this time yeah do you want me to tell you my heart rates from the weekend no no that wouldn't be very exciting. Questions. Enjoy me here. And, uh, <laughs> I was waiting for a bit of music. We don't do that for questions uh, and answers. Okay. We kind of just get into it. We only have one. It's from Steve Robinson. I was wondering, what were your thoughts, because we're thought-provoking, yeah. you are, on skipping as a training tool for triathletes? No struggling in the back here. 
<laughs> I know boxers do a lot for their fitness and coordination, and I don't argue with them. My knees were never uh, my knees were never great fans of running, and it occurred to me that skipping might be a lower impact option. It is good to get them legs firing quickly. I'm not suggesting replacing it with a long run, but maybe for some shorter sessions. I definitely think skipping's a big thing, and I, and I recommend it to a lot of people. Oh, that came out of left field. No, I, I know you. I did know you do that. Bit of skipping. So get okay, yourself. so why, John? Give me some. Give me some whys in my life. Well, uh, one big reason is a lot of people cramp on the run, on the run, and yep. you know, there's obviously different reasons for that. It could be electrolyte balance. Um, it could just be muscular fatigue, or it could be muscular weakness. So skipping really gets those calves firing a bit more, which is a typically an area. I've got a challenge. Yeah. Well, skipping is a toe ball heel footfall, yep. whereas running is generally more of a heel with a different way. Does that matter? No, I don't think so. It strengthens your calves. So you're up. just more worried about the calf strengthening yeah. through skipping. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's fantastic for calf strengthening. Uh, you also want to do a bit of um, variation in, in terms of um, not just skipping on the spot the whole time. You want to do a bit of one leg, a bit, uh, bit of two legs. A running. A bit of running. And it's also good for uh, just improving your you know, bouncing off the ground and just getting your your, ca- push. your cadence up a bit more for your running because yeah. that's another thing that slows people down a lot when they're either running or in the later stages of a race is their cadence really slows down. So it helps to just improve your um, your takeoff a bit there. So I think it's a very good tool. Uh, when to, to use it would often be if you're doing some gym workouts, use it as part of your warm-up, maybe do a little bit of running or a little bit of uh, cross-training to start with, then do some skipping, then obviously do your weights or your core work, and then do some more skipping at the end. Okay, so he's actually asking, is it a way of replacing a shorter session? I'd never use it as a replacement. I would use it as a add, a, an add-on. Okay. So you wouldn't, yeah. Okay, so it's not yeah. going to replace running? No. It's just purely there as a way to strengthen your calves. Exactly. And a bit of a push-off. Yeah, so I think it's a fantastic idea. Thank you for bringing it up, Steve. Kia kaha to you as well. And he's also said uh, he's bought some coffees of Hawaii. Very good. Yeah, so he recommended that someone try coffees of Hawaii. So I'm in the UK. I s- spotted him. I went to Very good. Thank yeah. you for your question, Steve. We've got plenty of other questions. I've just been backing them up. I was trying to pace our way through the show. Where, so we would hit pretty much bang on an hour. We've not got a few minutes to talk crap, haven't we? Well, we'll be right. We'll make the hour. Okay, so uh, let's go to our sponsors. That was actually quite a good lead-in, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, okay. So nice work, Steve. Yeah, good work, Steve. Coffees of Hawaii. And if you go to coffeesofhawaii.com, go to there. Holiday gifts, tins. Tins! It's a holiday. So we talked about this a few weeks ago. But oh, is no, the, no, but I haven't seen the tins. Look at that. I, I think it's Thanksgiving Day in... Um, you knew that because we were on tribys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this week in the States. Yeah. So we're, we're so giving, Thanksgiving. We're, I don't really get Thanksgiving. We're giving thanks to Coffees of Hawaii for producing such fine coffee. Oh, you're a legend, mate. But what's Thanksgiving? I don't know. It's obviously, I think it's got something to do with pilgrim, pilgrims or something, eh? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But it's a big day in the States. Yeah, it's a day off work, eh? Yeah. And they have and Black you, Friday, which is their big shopping day. Yeah, and you eat lots of... Yeah, they, they sort of do their Christmas turkey, yeah, well, their, their Thanksgiving turkey and yeah, all that. And, yeah. Um, oh, I wouldn't know, to I be honest. I wouldn't know. But anyway, happy Thanksgiving. Feel to send us over a turkey. Do you like turkey? I love turkey. There's a bit of a controversy. Here we go. Come on. We're going away this Christmas. I'm going and no away. one's got a turkey? Well, no, they have now. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I was going away with Belinda's parents for Christmas up to Kona. Don't take Kona with you. Just trust and, me, the parents are there. And they're saying, oh, what should we do on Christmas Day? Should we just get, do some beef on the barbecue? And I'm going... Beef on the Barbie. What, are you, what planet are you guys from? Oh. We're having the turkey. We're having the roast potatoes. We're having the stuffing balls. Did you put the foot down with the family? Oh, I did. Oh, Laying nice. Down the law. So, are you cooking the turkey? I'll assist. You're, ooh, <laughs> that's a bit different than you doing it. <laughs> I'll assist one as much. Because the turkey's a lot of work in a turkey, mate. Uh, it's not quite beef on the Barbie. It's, it's, the, it's the, the turkey that keeps on giving. You have turkey sandwiches the next, <laughs> next day, day, and then you have a bit of turkey soup. It just keeps on giving. Oh, it does. It's like Coffee's Hawaii coffee. It's a it gift keeps, that it keeps, keeps on, on giving. giving. And you know why? Because you get the tin. You do. So then you can use the tin as your lunchbox. Mm. What else can we use it for? Um, for keeping your, your, your medals in there. Nice. Also, as um, to use as a gift package for the next year. Yes. Now, one go. For keeping all your cigars. Oh, do you smoke for, cigars? For, for the guys that, who want to now take up smoking when they're racing, for like, to, oh. to be like that guy you talked about. I'm not even going to get... We'd, we'd be here all day if we kept going. Mm. So, go on to the holiday gift tins. Now, you probably want to get on to... Especially overseas listeners, you probably want to get to this pretty soon because... I don't know how long shipping takes, to be honest, but I imagine it'll take a week or so. So mm. and then it's getting close to that time. So with, we're within a month, aren't we? Are we? It's a month. Month. Oh, no, no. a month on Saturday. So um, go on there, coffeesofhawaii.com. Beautiful. Nice work. Athlinks.com. 
We've talked about them a lot today. And if you if you, if you obviously go on there and register, <coughs> you're giving yourself a good chance of being mentioned on the show. Have you actually gone and put in your race result from the weekend? I've um, su- I submitted it yesterday, so I haven't actually checked if they've put it up there today. But I can see you've got the Twizel Pyramid run up there. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, nice. One hour 14, taken down by Nat Anglin. Who's that guy? Some peasant. Who <laughs> <laughs> beat me? There I am, Bevan James Owls, number Who three. Who else isn't Ben Moore? He's a member down here. Oh, yeah, there you go. He was seven, uh, he wasn't far behind you, actually. Yep. Oh, one, tw- one, 23, seven minutes, yep. seven minutes 17. Let's see if there's any other Athlinks members there. Come on, you Kiwis, no. pick up your game a bit, oh. eh? Pull Jeez. your finger out. Although, this is kind of more like a multi-sport event. Multi-sporters are a different breed, but, aren't they? Oh, okay. Athlinks is the place for all endurance athletes. Yeah, but they don't listen to us. Well, they should. Actually, but, I was talking to Nat last oh, week. Oh, Barnsley's on here. Sean Barnsley's on here. Oh, what's so on he's on Athlinks. Well, they haven't picked him up. He hasn't, maybe he hasn't, cla- he hasn't claimed it yet. Sure, that's Sean the porno. Yep. Yeah. Um, we've got some skiers. I was talking to Nat the other day, and apparently part of the New Zealand cross-country skiing team. Listen to the show. Wow, that's... Wow. Here we go. So it's not just triathlon. We're bigger than China, mate. Yeah. Okay. So, so go on there. Put on your, I'm going to put on my result today from last weekend. So, Athlinks is the ideal place to store all your results and do all your networking with fellow endurance athletes. It's a bloody brilliant place to hang out. And if you go to Tribewise, trust me. Oh, look at that. What they've done there. Yeah, they've put the Christmas, Christmas thing there. Yeah. Tribewise, look at that. Who's that? That's what I wrote. On their front page. <sighs> Some pretty cool pictures. There we go. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving from all of us here at Tribewise.com. Yep. Bit of pumpkin there. And there we go. Congratulations to Andrew Carter from Christchurch, New Zealand on yep. being the winner of the Tribe Buys Blackwell and Wheels. Alexander. And then they've got a chick on here. <sighs> Crowey's looking good. Crowey's looking good again there. We're going to try to get Crowey's on real soon, yeah, aren't I'll, we? I'll get onto it. Yeah, get onto it, mate. Pull your finger. So Tribe Buys, I reckon now's the time you want to get your partner's teacher here have a look at Tribe Buys. What you want to do is you want to open up Tribe Buys, and obviously you're probably going to make it your homepage nowadays. Yeah. Especially with that picture. And then, <laughs> then what you're going to do is you're going to have it as your homepage, you're going to leave it on the page of the thing you want to buy. Oh, uh, yeah. See what I'm doing here? See yeah. what I'm doing here? Walk away from your computer. So let's say, let's say you're not that greedy, you just want to bike. And just go for the Lucero by Quantana Roo for $4,299. Which is bloody cheap. Not that I really know, but oh, it's got the black wheel wheels. Look at that. It's a mean looking bike. So anyway, you want that bike, you leave it, oh, it's cheap. Maybe that was with the wheels. Maybe that's just a frame. Oh, so it's cool because what you can do is you go, oh, this is cool. I haven't actually looked into this. I haven't looked at buying a bike. But you basically choose the frame and then you add the bits you want to it. Nice. That is very cool. Mm. And we can even go to the caliber. This is very cool. So, okay, so let's say you want the caliber with zip wheels, all the rest of it, the shitty benitty, you could almost say. And you add something. Add, add something. something. Okay, let's add something here. Let's add something. Oh, yeah. Oh, you've got to choose. Oh, this will take Good. forever. Leave it on the page. Just leave it there. Mm. And leave it there every day for like a few weeks. Put a little sticker note on the side of the thing. Yeah, with same. an arrow pointing at this going, this, this looks the cool. I would love to have. Yeah. And then say to your wife, oh, can you get something off the computer for me? <laughs> Trust me. Works a treat. That's what you're doing with Belinda, eh? Exactly. Yeah. Gold. So trybuys.com. Trybuys.com for all your swimming, cycling, running, exterior, tri gear needs. You go on there, yep. and they will take care of you. Okay, so sponsors are? Athlinks.com. For all your social needs? Trybuys.com. For all your Christmas needs? Coffeesofhawaii.com. For all your Christmas needs for other people? That's right. That's bloody beautiful. We're thinking. So, Jumbo, we have to finish. Oh, what do you know? Oh, we, don't we don't need any no, more. we don't need any no, more. We're, finished. we're kind of finished the show now. We just talk shit now, don't we? Yeah. We're pretty good at that. Oh, it's a short show. Short show? It's 57 we're minutes. We're kind of averaging our 10. Well, we want to average an well, hour. By the time we talk crap. Mm. Okay, so so Jombo and I had a big weekend last weekend. We both did half marathons, and uh, we both had successful weekends, didn't we? Champion athletes, champion athletes, we are. are. Jombo, tell me your race. Tell me what. what, Tell me about it. I did a half marathon. The plan was to run a one fifteen flat. Okay, that was the plan, and so I sort of set off like that. Were you pacing on time? Did you have K markers? Had K markers. Oh, swines! I was actually very accurate. The first first five k, we did uh, did. 17.55 nice then I did 8.04 then I did 8.05 for what? no 18.05 18.06 I was one second out for all those ones always the first K is going to be 10 seconds quicker so but keen it didn't quite go quite as I'd liked I really wanted to part of the reason what I wanted to get out of the race was a really hard run and to go head to head with some people and really bury myself yep didn't quite turn out that so way. What happens when you dominate the dojo, mate? So was the field no good? Was no. just no one turned up? The, the 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 runners are all in track season, so uh, it was more like a 
kind of just the local body thing. Like, yeah, there's still a few people there, but uh, after three k, I was in the front, and it was actually the course was a bit harder than I thought it was going to be. Yep. I went on to web, I went on to map my try the yep. day before, and because Belinda said, oh, I reckon there's going to be a few hills in that run. Yeah, I said, oh no, it's going to be flat. Went on there and oh shit, there's a couple of hills. Oh, really? So it, was, it seemed to be a bit slow to me. And I looked at last year's times and Phil Costley, who's like a 62, 63 minute yeah. half marathon, he only ran 69. Okay. So it was oh, a little bit slower. I won, I did one sixteen ten, I think did it you was. Get something? Uh, yeah, well, Belinda got something. What'd she get? <laughs> a pair of new shoes. Oh, really? Yeah. That's surprised. It was a well-sponsored event. But wait a second, well-sponsored event. You got girl shoes? No, they were a pair of shoes that I can't wear because I only wear Mizuno's because they're the best shoes in the and world. And you same size shoe as your wife? No, they just give you a little voucher. Oh, that's cool. So shit, sure, I won. I got nothing. Ah, tough to put all wine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I was some new shoes. I was really happy with how it went. Paced myself really well. Did um, I get the bonus? The four hundred six bonus wasn't no, there a bonus? Yeah, bonus one. I was only ten minutes off. Yeah. What was cool was it was a triathlete domination. I won the half marathon. Gina Ferguson won the girls' half marathon. Nice. Tice had a quarter marathon. Yep. Tice Hubbard won that. So we. we oh, the quarters up. are a joke. One thing you got to remember, I, I was, I was, as I was going along, and I, was, I knew I was a little bit off the pace that I wanted to do, but I was yeah. okay with that. It was all going yeah. pretty good, and I was feeling good about things. I didn't account for that last hundred meters, <laughs> and that's actually what meant I didn't Did break one sixteen. Yeah, Grandpa came down, Grandma, um, yeah. the dog, the cat, uh, <laughs> Thomas. And I kept to the, I kept to the left though. Oh, you kept to the left. left. So if anybody thing. wanted to pass, they could have passed on the outside. Oh, nice. But no, it was all good. How about your run? Well, I uh, did a run called the Molesworth. I don't know, Rasta. No, that's the bike oh, ride. And it's an 86k run in 14. So um, we did really well, actually. We had two female runners. One was a real gun. One was a solid runner, and the other girl was a real gun. And then a guy from work. And uh, I won my section by about five minutes. And then I did 124. Mm-hmm. It was quite up and down, and it ended up being nearly 23k's, which broke my heart, to be honest, because I was... I, I thought they told me... These, these events, you know, nothing's really official. And so they yeah. told me my leg was about 20k's. Ran really good. I ran a smart race because my last few races, I found that I've gone too hard too early thinking I've won it. And so this race, my strategy was to run solid for an hour and then kick in for that last bit. So I ran solid, ran through this hour. Oh, mate, sort your watch out. <laughs> God, you're ruining my story. Okay, carry you're on. You're killing carry my moment. On, carry on. So I was running through the first hour. I did about 16 and a half in the first hour and I really wanted to smack home that last bit. Uh, put the foot down and got to 20Ks and realised there's ages to go, which kind of broke my heart. But I had a really good run. I ran really smart, um, good technique. My foot wasn't a problem. I had an injury leading into it. Um, beautiful day, beautiful race. Had some good weather down here. Oh, yeah, we had a great race. Um, and uh, we won mixed teams. I won my category, and one of the girls did really well, and the females won her category. Um, there was 55 teams, and we actually got fifth team overall. Um, that's including nice. lots of men's teams, yeah. So we actually had a really good race. I don't think it was the strongest field, but... Uh, that's that whole thing I was talking about the other week, eh? We still won. Win. Yeah. And to people who don't know win. anything, they think it's champion. You're, you're, you're so. the man. Yeah. yeah. He's the man. Except for my bloody mother in law. Like, <laughs> mother in law. How's it going for mother in law? She rings her up and she, she, said, she said, I had John's half marathon go and Blinn said, Oh, he won. And she goes, Oh, that's good. He expected to win, didn't he? Like, <laughs> Was the love? No. <laughs> to work my ass off. Oh. Anyway, what about anyway? What's the other guys? Any other things have been happening? Just gonna get more time. Um, there was a couple of other things. Come on, okay, I'll go first. What's your guys? Went to the rodeo. Oh yeah, mate, those guys. Did are you crazy. ride the ball? No, 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 the, the, the hardcore rodeo. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Did you ride, you no, I shouldn't. I didn't know what I'd be doing. Those guys are animals. <laughs> oh, they, honestly, one and the clowns. One clown just got smashed. Like <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. It was unbelievable. Honestly, what else have I been doing? Did a poo in the, nature. A poo in nature. Well, when you do multi-sport events, everyone just poos right. anywhere. It was quite liberating, to be honest. I felt like Scott Molina for a day. <laughs> he basically just, <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't do it in nature. He just does it anywhere. Well, that's what I mean. It was like, yeah. you just you need to do a poo. You just whip your trolleys down. You know, people around, you whip your trolleys down. Where you go. Admittedly, <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt free as a bird. You didn't grow a beard or anything. You looked like you tried yeah, to grow a beard. Yeah, I tried to grow a beard, but it takes me too long. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Um, I was to Australia this weekend. Right, where are you going? I'm going to Surface and Brizzy, and I'm going with Porno and Slam My Amps wedding, and I'm oh, doing right. a speech. Oh, well, I'm just going to give a speech this weekend to wedding really? too. Really? Are you going to the wedding this weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wedding's great, eh? Mm. Who's wedding? Uh, it's an optometrist friend of hers. Oh. So I'm looking forward to the speech. I've been doing some prep. Yeah, watch out. Have you had to own. write it? Yeah, so you've got to write a speech. She's doing a reading, not a speech. No, no, I'm, I'm just winging it basically. Oh, right. I've got yeah. some ideas, but I'm a wing it man. I don't, I don't prep. Get those sweaty palms before you That's go up right. there. Oh no, I love giving speeches. It's my happy place. What about you? Uh, You're over two things. 
Well, I'm going. I'm going to commentate on the half Ironman this weekend. So Are you putting on your music? Yeah, anybody who's racing, you better keep it moving because otherwise you'll get a bit of a. Oh, so you're going down for it? Yeah, yeah I'll go down yeah. and watch and support. Will you go down night before or just no, down? No, just, no, just drive down. <laughs> apparently, apparently, the water's pretty fresh. Oh, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. But other than that, no, my legs are still a bit tender from the weekend, so yeah. just easing back into use this your week. skins and use my skins, use my skins too, loving them. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, else, nothing over us. No. Don't think so. Ah, oh. here we go. Come on. No, don't don't get built up for this. Okay, I'm in Kemp. Oh yes. Yeah. We will have a link on our site this week, uh, and that will be linking off to Pyrenees Multi Sport. Will we? Okay. Yes. Yep. We're gonna do the work. Far out. <laughs> we'll be <at> that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yep. The, the camera's official now. The dates and everything are on Pyrenees Multisport. You can go directly to there, and there's information about it. Oh, it's the exciting times. There's already a few people already pre-registered, so they're getting in there. And there's limited numbers, so you want to be quick. You want to be quick. It's yep. going to be about a four or five-day camp. Reasonably priced. I thought it was quite cheap, actually. Yeah. It was good, good value. Good chargeable. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have some, some good times there. Uh, um, the stories will tell. Yeah. And you're going to get on the show then, because we do interviews every day. We're eh? doing interviews uh, every day. Every day. What other thing were you going to say? Um, we are just talking crap now, but it's all right. About the... <laughs> Stop the, the show. No, no, do it again. Do it. Yeah, I wish you guys had a camera. What's I, it? I actually, Go. I taught myself how to do the old uh, YouTube stuff with my video camera, so maybe we could do some video links. Well, what are you doing? Yeah? Well, I can record on here. Oh, we okay. can record the show here. Wow, crappy quality using an app. No, 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 no. Well, we're, we're talking shit too much. No, 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 no. I want to know what that last thing was. Go on, say it. Just say it. No, Living on the edge. Living on the edge. Come on. Come on, they want to hear. See oh, that? look at that. It's special effects. That's, yeah, go on. We'll take a photo right now and then I'll see what the show looks like. Come here. Come on. Hey, wait a second. We'll do this one. Um, wait, 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 no, what were you going to say? Um, we'll do. You, we'll, we'll you can do. see I've got my. Um, there we go. There out, go. out of tri top on. <laughs> You've got big ears. I've got, you've got a real big head. <laughs> there we go. Oh, it's still not taken yet. Yeah, oh, okay. There there we go. Go. Anyway, that's a photo. What were you going to say? Quick, quick, quick. No. Quick. Oh, they have to wait till next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you're shutting up, aren't you? Yes, wait till next week. Okay. Iron Rust. I am in, dude. Train hard. Train smart. Kick, Kick a hard. hard. Come-